Hey everybody, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm your host Alyssa and I'm so excited to be here. You might have heard, but our producer, our super, super cool sound engineer. More dramatic drum roll. (laughs) We need sound effects, that'd be really (laughs) cool. Iman Othman is back on the podcast exactly a year. We're back. Yeah, we're back. And I'm happy to be here. Ooh, same. I mean, you're always here recording. Yes. You know, but usually you're no, behind. This is the well scenes. needed. This is very well yeah, needed. Yeah, I'm so excited. And instead of coffee, we're enjoying smoothies. Shout out to SD Blenders. SD they got the best smoothies. Yeah. We're not being Pretty paid bomb. to say that either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should be. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like I've been on the podcast a lot lately. And this is really have. cool. Yeah. Um, I like being in the room with people. I'm telling you, you just need to have your own like section right there. I'm honestly down because every time like somebody says like something super important, I want to chime in. Yeah. But there's like this soundproof glass, so I usually just yell. I know. I, I <laughs> see your hears. head pop yeah. up, and I'm like, I can't hear you. <laughs> so, but it's fine. Um, but dude, we have a lot to talk about because I think the last time you were, well, the last time you were on the podcast was with Amina, and yeah. that was a really great conversation, super progressive, but it was mostly about, like, her story and, like, Very enlightening, though. your experience. She's so incredible. Yeah, no, she's amazing. Amina, you are an angel. Beyond all your years <laughs> of wisdom, seriously. Oh, man, but I'm excited. We're in your studio. Mm-hmm. You're in Ian's last studio. Last time we talked, it wasn't even open yet. I know. So if you guys don't know... Or if you want to hear more of his story, check out episode two. It was literally just like the beginning of us recording, really. Yeah. That was like the first thing that we recorded. That was the first, yeah, that was the first podcast. Yeah. That we did. That was a good And trial it was run. like in it. a coffee shop. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> but here we are now. And now we record in the studio and sometimes at coffee shops and stuff. And we kind of like have a really cool like working dynamic. So... I'm excited. I, I don't even know yeah. where to start, really. But, Set it off. Okay. Let's just get to it. All right. I, you like to ask a lot of deep personal <sighs> questions. Yeah, let's see how deep we get today. Um, but I would love to hear, because I don't think we actually talked about um, the studio opening at all. Um, in the last episode, we talked about like Gold Standard Studios and what it will be <clears> and what sure. you guys will offer. So for those who don't know... Tell us who you are, what you do, and what Gold Standard Studios is. Yeah. Um, so I'm Iman, obviously. I'm an audio engineer. And kind of what that consists of is anything that involves sound, the dynamics of sound, you know. Um, I don't limit myself just strictly to music. I like to work on, you know, film scores, um, podcasts, obviously. Really, <laughs> anything that you can record, I I want to record it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the studio, it's been a very, like interesting dynamic and the process of opening the studio has been very enlightening <laughs> and it's something that you know we ran into so many i wouldn't say errors but just you know speed bumps and roadblocks mm-hmm. that we had to you know f- figure out a way to finesse through it and we did it but you know gold standard studios as of right now is is almost exactly what my vision was the last time we did the podcast that's crazy. It just had to come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's very interesting because, you know, I don't think I understood what all came with it. I was like, you know, whenever we first talked, I was like, you know what? I'm going to open the studio because I want to make music. <laughs> like, and, you know, I didn't have like really the most Alice to make music before that the way I truly wanted it to be done. You know, there's, right. I'm a very organic person and 
if something's going to happen in my life, it kind of has to happen organically. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously want to be in control of it, but I, I do want it to happen, not necessarily grassroots style, but I do want it to be, I want it to feel natural. So, you know, when I sat back and I looked at the business model of, you know, other studios that I've been to, you know, they're beautiful studios and I love them. You know, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am in, in my life without the people who laid the groundwork and the foundation before me, you know, in terms of workflow and studio wise. But I wanted somewhere, you know, I wanted a building that people could come in and they automatically feel like this is their home. Mm. You know, it's almost like an extension of their home because when you're speaking in terms of people being creative, you know, they have to be comfortable. That's that's the number one that's the foundation that's the ground rule of of being creative you have to feel comfortable in your environment so that's number one you know and i think certain places that i've worked in in the past before i had the opportunity to feel at home somewhere i i didn't necessarily i could you know feel like i could be the most creative version of myself because Uh it almost felt like a business you know i I don't want this to feel like a business i want to be respected as a business and Mm -hmm. you know i want it Mm -hmm. to be treated as a business on the back end of things but that's only for me to deal with and not the artist itself yeah you know so that was the number one thing for me and kind of through growing my business and, you know, trial and error, like I found out what worked for me. You know, we're mm-hmm. the only 24 hour studio in San Diego, as far as I know, you know what I mean? Like storefront anyways. Um, and that's been interesting as well, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> like you are literally here sometimes like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. There's been times I've been here for I think 76 hours without leaving yeah we just leave like the studio super grimy (laughs) take a shower (laughs) take a nap and get back to it you know um but it's been good you know and i think through you know building the studio out of almost necessity for me and the way that i like to work in my creative workflow i realized that i don't just want to be in music all the time i want to you know i want to be an entrepreneur i want to you know i at the end of the year I plan on opening another business or at least like getting Ooh. like laying the groundwork for it. You know what I mean? So it, would it be another studio? It would not. Yeah. No, it's not going to have anything to do with music. I can't tell you yet, <gasps> but oh it's God. yeah. It'll, I actually haven't even told you off mic. <laughs> That's the funny you part. You haven't. No, yeah. I'll tell you well, once I'm the ready. podcast is over. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just want to lay the, you know, at least the groundwork to, mm-hmm. to move on it hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. What was, mm-hmm. what were some of the most challenging aspects? Because I've been behind the scenes of you and Ian, like, you know, sure. literally putting blood, sweat, and tears into this place. Sure. Like, every corner of the studio was touched by your hands. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you guys have made this from the ground up. Yeah. Like, what were some of the most challenging things, just, like, really getting this business off the ground? <clears throat> because I feel like, obviously, it's, like you said, it's a process, and you went through trial and error, but also, like, just I remember you would say like, man, just a few more weeks, just a few more weeks. Right. And that those few weeks turn into like a few months. Yeah. So, you know, the things that happen with that, we can only do so much, mm-hmm. you know, with Ian and I's skill level. We could take this from, you know, from zero to maybe like 20. And then the next person has to take it to 25 and then 30 until, you know, you get 100%. So a lot of the things that we were waiting on was construction. That was like the biggest thing. You know, when we bought the building, um, some of the walls were here, not everything. We had to tear. There's a lot of demolition that happened here. Mm-hmm. And that's what took a lot of time. So if you ever come into my studio, it's going to sound super nerdy and I'm not going to get into the huge details, but, you know, 
all the way down to like even the air conditioning. You know, we had to route the ducking to two completely separate parts of the room so sound wouldn't travel through the air conditioning units or the vents. Oh, wow, yeah. You know, and then we had to put, you know, we, there's two inches of concrete in every wall here. And there's, you know, there's we had to take out everything and double stud with metal and decouple the walls so there's no vibrations going through the walls. We dropped down the ceiling by a couple of feet and, you know, we hired acousticians to come in here and completely isolate every room. And, you know, we didn't expect to even be doing all that with the studio until we got in here and, like, we really, you know, took measurements of the room, like, sound-wise. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you hire people to do those kind of things. And at a certain point, you're kind of working on their timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the biggest issues in terms of time management is getting everybody solidified and doing their jobs and doing right. it, at, you know, at a faster pace than they're probably used to because we wanted to get in here as soon as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest one. Um, I think the second biggest one was trying to figure out what our business model ultimately looked like, you know, because for my business model, we we aren't we don't employ anybody. Um, we're kind of like a like a hub for freelancers. So, you know, say you were an audio engineer and you had a client that wanted to come in, you know, you would essentially bring those people and you would pay the studio an hourly rate to get in here right? and you know you would charge your client however much you wanted to charge him you know whatever you guys agreed upon at the time and so you know a lot of like outreach had to happen for me to solidify other people's careers inside of this studio Mm -hmm. and that's not an easy job to do you know people have their workflow people have you know so you have to make it work for everybody yeah so whenever I first got in here I was only engineer taking sessions and that's pretty crazy you know because you have a lot of people that want to record every day and there's only one of me so I had to figure out okay who else can take the workload that I trust as an engineer Mm. you know what I'm saying and and, because I don't want to put my reputation or my business's reputation on the line if I'm giving a client to somebody that is a reflection of you exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and you know we want it to be at a certain standard and I don't want any problems on the back end of that yeah Um, and then the other thing, you know, we had a lot of help from a lot of like, you know, important people in San Diego. Like, for example, Roy Silverstein from Rarified Recording, he helped us an incredible amount. You know, he um, he laced us with his cabling guy. And I don't know if people really know this, but, you know, just on cable, like wiring alone mm-hmm. to like, you know, for patch bays and tie lines in the studio, it's thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, like upwards of like eight grand just for the xlr cables themselves wow so he came in and he helped set up our patch bay you know he gave us the wiring guys so and that took you know a while to get here because you're you're dealing with these aren't like just cables you can go buy from the store you know they're custom made cables for our system mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. and i know you walked in here one day whenever i was i spent like 48 hours soldering yeah. you know there was like i think like 256 soldering points that i did on the patch bay oh man in two yeah. days that was like the biggest things. Those know? were, yeah. Like seeing what I think what was interesting, at least in my perspective, because I got to see. Mm. Sorry. That's okay. It's <laughs> fine. We don't silence our cell phones here. Uh, no, it's I not would. like a movie theater or anything. It's just a, just a I'm podcast. Turning it off. I'm turning it off. <laughs> um, I should be the first person to know that. <laughs> but I think what was so fascinating was getting to see all of this come to fruition when it finally came to opening. Um, I came back 
from New York, and then the next day was your opening party. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, I think just you and Ian and feeling all the energy from like, dude, you guys did this. That that opening party would not have happened without you and Andrew and all them because. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I'm not a good party planner, you know, and I yeah. have like really high expectations. And I was like, well, what if this is awkward? Dude. What if five people show up? And, you know, we ended up having. You would have had the best time even if yeah. five people showed up because those five people. I would have. I didn't want them I mean? to be bored, you know. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> There was like, what, all. 90 people who showed yeah. up? In the studio space, yeah. you know, and I think. It's really cool. The support it, of the community means yeah. the world to me. Seriously. It's been so cool to see. Like this place from literally nothing and just like, you know, Ian's room empty as fuck. And there's white nothing. walls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to seeing to what it, like what it is now. And I, I love, like you said, that you've created a space for freelancers and other artists to be in here. Like Sam, she did the mural on the walls. And like yeah, there's Sam bits Louise, and pieces of, yeah. of everybody, of really. Everybody yeah, here. and that's, that's really the ultimate goal, you know, and that's kind of ties back in. I want it to feel like everybody's mm-hmm. home. I want everybody to have a piece of themselves here. You know what I mean? So whenever they step in, it's like, okay, yeah. this is this is where I belong. Right? You know? And that's and that's so important because like even here, like recording the podcast, because it's not a it's not a coffee shop where people, you know, always just feel like, oh, I'm buying coffee, I feel welcome and stuff like that. It's like, oh hey, we're in a studio. And I know this is intimidating to some people, but every guest that I've brought on here, they're like, dude, this is such a dope spot. Yeah, And I feel feeling. I feel cozy and at home here. We have the couch in the live room and we're just like having a conversation. Right. And it, I, I used to think that like the environment like had to dictate like how something was, right? Like, oh man, like we could only have it in coffee shops. Right. Because like it's coffee and coffee right. shops, you know? But I think it's really like the people who built the space and like, at least the space that you create with like not just your surroundings but like just your personality mm-hmm. because this place wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for you and Ian right. and Nick. Yeah, it was kind of like a know? cultivation of all three of our, I guess, imagine it, you know, all three of our imaginations. Mm-hmm. That's really what it boils down to. And Nick is such an incredible person. For those who don't, as my business partner, um, he deals with all the finances and everything and he's really the reason why. Ian and I got this studio, um, he really gave us the creative control and the freedom to do whatever we wanted, you know, and I know I probably said that on the last podcast and it's, mm-hmm. you know, still maintain that up until this point, which has been incredible. You know, I talked to Nick maybe twice a week. <laughs> he said, hey, how you doing? Good. You know, and everything's fine. Here's my, here's the money that we made and he leaves us alone, yeah. you know, up until like he wants to come in the studio and be creative as well. And that's the cool part about it. Like our dynamic, he's also an audio engineer. Mm-hmm. I met Nick in school, you know, yeah. we, we'd done a lot of work together. You know, we bounced mixed ideas back and forth to each other and we're always constantly learning from each other, which is really cool. Like, I felt like if I just had like some old guy who invested in me, mm. you know what I mean? It just wouldn't really work out the way the I wanted same. to because he doesn't yeah. understand, you know? And that's the thing, like, if, if this, that's the most important thing about it all, the, the understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for a fact right now, if we lost this studio tomorrow, I don't think Nick and I would be displeased as much because there's already been so many memories that have been created here that we're going to hold on. For, we're going to cherish that for a lifetime. You know, yeah. there's been so many magic moments that have happened so many. for me personally in this studio. At least yeah. I can speak for myself that, you know, that's something I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. So that's oh, kind of cool. I love yeah. that. That's yeah, amazing. It's... Before we move on, I do want to bring up what you had said in our last 
podcast episode. Which well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quote that um, I picked up <clears throat> from the last conversation, the last episode that you did. Life or, like, rewards leaps of faith. Yes. Yes. And I love that because you straight up said, I'm a firm believer in life rewards leaps of faith. And I just don't believe in doing anything you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Even if that means you take a chance and then you fail, at least we tried. And that's the biggest thing for us because I know the talent Ian has and you know that he can bring if he were just given the opportunities. And I know the same for myself and the same for Nick. And like you've, like I don't think, like no one doubts anybody else. You know what I mean? Like the only doubts that we really have are of ourselves. Sure. And I love that because you are just the epitome of like, like what you like <laughs> like how did you make this happen even because you're this kid from Kansas City who moved to San Diego you know got your degree and made the studio happen and like i believe i feel like every step of the way that i've known you i've just seen you just like like i want to do that and i'm going to make it happen thank you yeah i'm i'm so deeply rooted in the in the fundamentals of that idea that i think i pe- okay <clears throat> I get calls a lot from my mother, like worried about me because of certain things that I do throughout my day, you know, like, <laughs> but I, I'm, I, I, I have tunnel vision. If I want something, I'm going to do it. And if I don't want to do it, I can't, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that, that's pretty much stuck with me throughout my whole entire life. You know, Yeah. I'm not good at doing things I don't want to do. And I just don't agree with pretty much a lot of things in life in general. <laughs> like, I just don't agree with it, you know, yeah. and I choose not to do it. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to feel like I'm I'm true to myself, you know, as like cliche and corny as that might sound. Like, I just don't feel right. If I don't agree with something, like, I'm, I'm either going to fix it or I'm not going to do it at all. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to change the rules that we disagree with. That's and kinda, you kind of mentioned this off air, but like you said that about like social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. OK. If you want to touch on that. Yeah. Let's touch on it, because I feel like it's. You know, I feel like everyone feels like, oh, man, they have to be on social media or at least like in a creative career, much like yours, right? As an mm-hmm. audio engineer or someone who produces things and who has a business, mm-hmm. like in some way, shape or form, like you, that's a piece of marketing, right? So it's right. like, but you yourself don't like partake in feeling like, I don't know, kind of feeding that beast, yeah, I, and I think that comes down to a couple things in like my personal life. <clears throat> Number one, I don't agree with social media culture, mm-hmm. and if I don't agree with it, I'm not going to be a part of it. You know, I made for, I guess we didn't need a backstory, but I just I'm not participating in social media really. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend my time on it. I'm not going to put any effort into it. Um, somebody sends me a direct message, I'll reply to it. Other than that, I'm really not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm definitely not on Facebook. Because nothing good happens on Facebook. You know, I just don't – I do genuinely think it's a, it's a huge mental health risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be completely honest with you, I know people are probably going to get mad at this statement, but, like, I didn't even believe in mental health up until, like, maybe a couple years ago. You know, I was always, like, taught in, you know, my environment to just bottle everything up and deal mm. with it. You know, or don't deal with it, I guess. Like a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I, part of me still subscribes to that. For my personal life, but I understand how important it is to other people. You know what I mean? Because everybody's different. Yeah. So with that being said, it's almost like 
you have to protect yourself at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in people telling you, okay, well, you need social media to have a thriving business. You need social media to stay relevant. And that may be true, but I'm not willing to sacrifice part of myself to to have those accolades or accomplishments. The people in my life that are actually in my life, you know, the people I call family, the people I call friends, they call and check on me. I call and check on them. You know what I'm saying? A couple times a week. Yeah. Anybody else outside of that, and I don't want to sound harsh, but they don't really matter to me. If I don't speak to you on a regular basis, I got a lot of love for you, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go out and search for somebody else's approval. Yeah, 100%. through social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't like it, and I don't mm-hmm. like the culture behind it. Everybody, you know, you see videos online of <clears throat> people fucking with people in Walmart, or yeah, dude, you know what I mean, or like people sucks. doing pranks and people like you know losing a part of themselves to become something else because they think that's what you should do to be relevant or yeah. to make money or whatever it may be. And I'm not with that at all. Like anybody that's like in my circle or my camp, like knows like we have a we have core fundamentals that we mm-hmm. live our life by mm-hmm. and we're not willing to budge on that whatsoever. Yeah. I just here I'll, I just tweeted this last night. Look. I'm not on Twitter, but I just tweeted this. <laughs> no, I no, that's what I was saying like if I have a tweet, <laughs> I'll tweet it and then I won't get on it at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or if I have like something to say, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. But um I had to wait for my phone to turn on. But basically like I was like watching a video and it was this woman getting like her ass beat by this grown man. Damn. And I seen four people recording the video. Ooh, and yeah. And nobody doing anything about it. Oh, that pisses me off. Do you see what I'm dude. saying? It's yeah. like like there's oh, there's a serious like not only like like disconnect. Yeah, it's like right? a psychological like why? thing going. It's like it's literally warfare oh, right God, now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's frontline shit. Uh, because that makes me so upset. If my father ever seen that video and I was the person recording, he would beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. My dad, like, like these are like core fundamentals that I, I'm almost positive anybody in this generation has had instilled in them. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, you know, something went wrong somewhere down the line. Yeah. And I think that we need to get back to holding everybody accountable as a people. So for me, for example, if I see somebody doing that, first I'm going to stop whatever I disagree with, either physically, verb- however, it, however it needs to stop, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to put an end to it. And then everybody that that's around you know what I mean? That I seen feeding into whatever bullshit so they could get views on their page or whatever the reason it is. You know what I mean? They're going to be held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. And they might be the next person to get beat up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what that's how we have to do it. Because That is so true. You know what yeah. I mean? And and even if it boils down to the fact that, well, I didn't want to jump in because I was scared. Right. Well, imagine how the person that's getting there, her ass beat feels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like terrified. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if you were in that position, wouldn't you want someone to help you? It's if so, that was your yeah. mother Oof. or your sister or your grandma. And you see someone. Get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's upsetting. That's, you know what I mean? If it's if it's two people handling their business, like they're both, you know what I'm saying, of mm-hmm. equal strength, equal whatever, then, you know, sometimes it's not our business. But if you see a grown man putting his hands on an 80-year-old woman on a bus or a train or wherever that video is I've seen, and you're recording that, you you have a problem. That is a problem, too. And something that Kelly had mentioned in the last podcast, um, she had said that, and this is on a different side of the, like, 
the spectrum, sure. but she was with a group of friends and like one of the friends, and they're not even like a good group of friends. They're not close or anything, but they were all hanging out. And then the person with the phone was like, oh, hey, I'm going to put this on a selfie. And then because Ke- uh, Kelly did not say, or I guess she she wasn't like dressed up cute. Like the girl was like, oh, sorry, Kelly, can you like step out of the frame? How Ooh. fucked up is that? <laughs> and then- I'm I'm I love her because she was able to be like I'm sorry what like she was able to be and then that's when everyone was like oh wait that's not good like that's when you have to hold someone else yeah definitely like, you and, know and, and it happens in that how old is that girl because how many pictures does she have of her you know her family members have taken on on you know 35 millimeter film camera that she's looking crazy and they hung up in the house <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> and isn't that that's like the joy of it of like those times back then when there was just film cameras it is what it is and you aren't like you know like it yeah exactly there was no like oh my god I need to like facetune shit or like fully edit things stop leaving it's the house so ugly if you don't if you don't want to be in <laughs> <laughs> wow that's not what we're leaving the audience with today but I think um like you said, just holding each other accountable, educating each other, and just like calling each other out, you know? Because that's like what you said, like, oh, wait, I was scared to jump in. Or people are like, oh, I was ashamed, so I didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Whatever your fucking reason is for just standing there and like that's that's you feeding into it, right? <sighs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, and you, you have to be comfortable with, with your decisions at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't truly think that anybody that goes home and reflects on what happened throughout certain situations – can say, you know what, as a man or as a, as a woman who is an able-bodied person to stop something, whether it's, you know, a hate crime or prejudice or, you know, a man assaulting a woman or whatever it is, you know what I mean? You can't feel comfortable with yourself knowing that you just allow that to happen in the world. Exactly. And that goes with a lot of things, you know what I mean? Like, even police brutality. It's going to sound weird, but, like, use your white privilege to stop police brutality. Mm-hmm. People can do that. You You, you can do that. People are just so they they live in so much fear. Yeah. But it it comes it really boils down to are you willing to die for something that you believe in? Mm. And if you're not, then just stay out the way. And you've mentioned this on the last podcast. Probably. I mean I I I truly believe these are the fundamentals that I live by. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it it's like my Bible. You know? Like I've I've seen police brutality and like I've 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 done something about it. You know, I've been arrested so many times. (laughs) <laughs> like you know, like I, there's play things I've done. You know, like I've put my hands on a police officer before. Yeah, he whooped my ass. But the point is, is like it, it stopped him from potentially doing something even worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in like that, like you have to do those kind of things. You have to as as a human being in this society, as how fucked up it is. That yeah, maybe something bad might happen to you, but it, it, the outcome might be a little bit lesser. Than mm-hmm. what it originally would be if you hadn't have done something. And at the end of the day, then you can go home and say, you know what, I did everything in my power I could to to do something that I believed in. Mm-hmm. And if you can't mm-hmm. tell yourself that at the end of the day, then it's really not. I don't, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm so willing to die for the fundamental things that I believe in that nothing is going to stop me from from taking action against something that I disagree with. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing in this world. You know, I, I believe in God. <laughs> So either if I'm on this earth or, I, you know, I die, I'm still going home. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just how I was raised. I don't know. 
What's interesting that might is that, sound like, like extremist. No, but, not extremist at yeah. all. But like, I think there's a certain sense of like conformity where a lot of people in our society feel like they need it, like especially on social media, right? Like they need to feel like it's validation. Yeah. So not only that, but then there's also people who don't fully understand why. Like there's, it's weird because like, yes, you have to conform to like for people just to understand like what's the difference between good and bad even. And then there's a certain sense of conformity where people are like, oh, I just need to be like everybody else on social media. But that's, see, and that's where things have gotten lost in translation over the years Mm -hmm. because you have like, you know, you have all these people who have paved the way for you. And the only reason why they paved the way for you is because they stood up and told you what they represented. And you could either get behind it or you didn't. But then there'd be somebody else that came along and you say, you know what? I believe in his ideals. I believe in his core values. Mm -hmm. I agree with this person 100%. This is who I'm going to choose to live like or who I kind of like want to walk in their footsteps, right? And then you create your own core values and then you, you know, you... Maybe people might get behind you for what you stand for. Mm-hmm. But you have a, this problem like where if everybody needs validation and they think the only way that they can get that validation is if they stand behind somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. The person that they stand by nowadays is typically like culture vultures mm-hmm. or, you know, they're, they're pimping the culture. Ah, uh, yeah. So what they do is, you know, they have this general broad idea that they portray, but they don't actually believe that themselves. They're trying to just get their little money, their little following up or whatever they think matters in this mm-hmm. society. You know what I mean? And and people get behind that. And I think that's the reason why most people are lost. I can guarantee you right now if a solar flare happened and Instagram and all these social media platforms went away, I don't think a lot of these people would have an identity. Mm. It's funny you mentioned that. Were, you were around, right, when, like, just a few weeks ago when, like, Instagram blacked out for, like, a whole day. And oh, I Facebook. don't know. I don't know. Um, so funny thing is, literally for <clears throat> a whole day, Instagram and Facebook was down. No one could access it. There was no, like, it just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you would try to log into the app or, like, even if, you like, because now look, look at it. Like, you have to sign into, like, say, like, Hulu. And then you use Facebook to log in. Mm-hmm. Yo, people were fucked because they couldn't log in to Facebook. So therefore, they couldn't access their Hulu account. But if that's really that big of a deal, like you're doing, you're living the wrong way, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm all for having fun. So if, if, you're, if your idea of an escape or if your idea of relaxation is social media or browsing it, that's fine. I don't care. Just don't let it consume you. You know, there's so many other things that we could be doing in this world. And honestly... I'm, like I told you in the car, I might be wrong. You know what I mean? This is just how I choose to believe. Yeah. But no, it's true. I think there needs to be some sort of, at least, because there has been studies, like you had you touched on earlier, that it does affect mental health. And not only that, but uh, just thinking, like, ahead for, like, the kids who are growing up with it now, because, like, in our generation, like, we've been in, we're, we're in an interesting place where we were right in the beginning stages of when like social media started, but now the kids growing up, like that's just normal to them. Well, and you, that's actually a really good point because being in that stage, I've seen close friends, you know what I mean? Literally change. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to have these intellectual conversations and we used to be able to talk about whatever things worldly, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And over the past few years, it's only been, 
it's been decreasing. Everything in my life personally from people have been decreasing. You know, there's a lot less talks on reform or, or whatever it is, right, on yeah. how you how we can change our lives in a positive way. There's a lot less people like really out there gritting and hustling 16 hours a day because we have like an escape in our pockets every every any chance that we want it. So my life might get a little harder, you know, we might get a little bit bored. And instead of taking the time to say, you know what, let me think about this in an analytical way, I'm going to watch Hulu or I'm going to get on Instagram and see what so-and-so is doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the kind of person to care what anybody's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm the kind of person like, all right, I'll see you when I see you. Like, and it's still sure. all love. Like, I have friends I haven't talked to in months. I love them to death. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Yeah. Everybody has a life and I'm not, you know, I don't want to be intrusive. We'll see you. Well, I'll see you when I see you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to check on you on Instagram. If something ever happened to you, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're going through something that like they know that they can call me, they know that they have my support 150% until the death of us. Yeah. But I don't need to check on you. I don't, I don't care if you're at Omnia. <laughs> like what do I care for? You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. know what happens there. I don't need to be a part of it. That's true. That's you know? true. I had, I, I heard of an interesting um, acronym, FOMO, recently. Oh, yeah, Fear of Missing Out? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Really? I've never heard of it. Somebody the other day told me, FOMO. And you were like, what? I said, what is that? You know? Mm-hmm. And they told me what it meant. And I didn't understand that either. Like, What's your perspective on it? Well, I mean, how? How do you have a fear? Like, what are you afraid of? Like, either be there or just do something different, you know? I think this all just comes down to that sense of belonging, right? Because we all want to feel like we belong to something, whether we create it for ourselves or we go into a group or something, right? Like that's why social media exists too, to connect and to feel like you belong to something bigger than yourself, whatever it is. And I think FOMO literally did not exist until social media existed. Let's be real, right? Like I do love the community aspect of social media. Yeah. Like I love that, you know, um, photographers have a place to showcase their work Mm -hmm. and musicians have a place to showcase their work and all those other things. I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Like I just hate social media. I don't at all. I like social media. I it's it's a it's an incredible tool. It's a tool. I I just don't want to think that they need it. Yes. You you see what I'm saying? You don't need it. Yeah. At all. But it is nice to have. It's it's just an extra tool in your tool belt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's like when like when does that become like, you know, people depend on it. People look to – and that's, I think, kind of like back to like what we were talking about, right? But instead of that, because we already talked about so negatively, like, <laughs> like we're at social media. I feel like, yeah, the last two podcasts are just like fucking social media, man. It's making everyone <laughs> dumb. But like – if there is a really great way to use it, like you said, it's a tool, especially for artists and creatives to showcase their work, to yeah, connect that's, with that's, other that's artists beautiful and because find the, their audience and just share that moment and that experience with them. There's but so think, many things that I've discovered on yeah. social media that I'm like that that have either inspired me, influenced me in some sort of way or, you know, connected me with somebody that I, I can, I guess, relate to on an artistic or creative level. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm incredibly grateful for social media. Yeah. I just don't think that people should rely on it 100. Exactly. Because as like for my business, we don't have a social we don't have social media. 
the only social media we have is maybe Instagram that Ian posts pictures on every yeah. once in a while. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like we're like promoting anything on it. Yeah. I've, I've probably been on our Instagram page maybe f- 10 times since we've opened in six months. You know yeah. what I mean? And we're booked every day. It's about making connections with human, like, you know. In real life. Yeah, in right? real life. And you have these moments that, you know, you connect with somebody and you have like this spark of creativity mm-hmm. and you guys make this, like, you know, incredible magic happen. And, and through that, you're, you're only going to continue to build. It's the rule of seven. If one person hears about something, seven people will. Mm. That also applies in real life. It's not just marketing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is bad because this is what you do for a living. I shouldn't even be talking. Well, the <laughs> you thing, know what yeah, I mean? like I, I really, I shared that like, you know, social media is a tool. And I think like if we all used it in an intentional yeah. way and found a way to like really to make it work for you, whatever you get out of it, you know? Yeah. But like like you said, not to rely on it 100%. Don't, don't seek validation on there. But like if you are sharing something, to make sure it's you. Because that's something we talked about too, is like people aren't being real anymore. Yeah, the integrity people of People are like kind of losing themselves or trying to be someone they're not because they see like, oh man, this, this person has a million followers. So if I do what they're doing, I'm going to be just like them. Yeah. And what's the satisfaction in that when at the end of the day you can't even fully be yourself on social media let alone like when you're alone in bed like when you sleep at night you know this is the last thing i'll say about it it, well and one of like the like one of the you know most important reasons why i chose to like kind of leave it alone for the most part is because i'm just tired of being trying to be sold something Mm. you're driving down the street with the radio on and you have a commercial and you have a billboard and then you you know you're advertised it's Everything, television, everything. literally everything that you do every single day, you're just trying to be sold something. That's true. I'm sick of it. It's it's, it's, it's a daunting thing to like, it's yeah. a daunting world to live in where people just want to like, just Same take from shit. your pockets. Yeah. You know? And that's what, that's kind of like what I was going for. We, we really never heard silence before even. Like, we need a yes. chance. To, we need a chance Tell to decompress. Tell us more. I don't want to even get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to get well, into it. Well, I would love to hear how, um, because you, you mentioned it earlier that mental health has not really been kind of brought to your attention until maybe a few years ago. Or you weren't really aware of it and how... Like it affects other people. Yeah. So how has like kind of being more open minded to that, and how have you incorporated, or like what have you incorporated to take care of your own mental health? Well, the, really, it boils down to reflecting and mm-hmm. understanding why I'm the way I am. You know what I mean? Like I used to be <clears throat> a, a pretty angry kid, you know, and somewhat violent. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the truth you know what I mean and I had to like really dive deep to figure out why I was like that and I was never really ready to do that I'm still not really ready to do that but I choose to do it anyways mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I don't want to be in situations to where I act out of character anymore you know it's like a growth I guess it's like a growth thing my parents had like tried to put me in like anger management and really oh yeah and then my probation officer put me in anger management you know it's like a mess <laughs> but that was a very long time ago and I was never prepared to deal with that the household I grew up in you know my dad he's he's incredible my mother's incredible people like you know but like sometimes like the environment that you grow up in with like outside sources you know you can have the most incredible home life in the world and then when you step you know outside into the real world things can kind of change you know what I mean in the matter of a second you have to kind of be a different person 
you know? And I think that might be like, you know, where a lot of those issues lied and having to take a step back for a minute and like understand, okay, you're putting puzzle pieces together and you don't, you're never going to be able to see the picture, you know, the whole Mm -hmm. entire picture until you do. And that's a very difficult thing to like, to even try to bring upon yourself. It's almost like you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you have to take a lot of time and just, you know, sit back and just say, what, where is this coming from? You know, and when you when you put it all together and it's starting to make sense, that's when it gets even more difficult. Because mm-hmm. the more things make sense, the more, you know, it's like a spider web. It's all interconnected. Okay, right. well, this makes sense. But now you have another path to go down to figure mm-hmm. out why this is like that. And you know what I mean? I'm still, you know, I still sometimes I act out of character. You know, sometimes things happen in my personal life and... You know, okay, well, like I was saying, like, it could be an outside source, you know, if you see something happening. I don't ever want to be a violent person. I don't ever want to be an angry person. I just want to be happy and, and relax, you know. But a lot of times that, that can't happen, mm-hmm. especially in today's day and age. Yeah. You know, you have to stand up for things, that even if it doesn't involve you at all, you know. Because a lot of times the people around you, like, they might be going through something, but you love them, so you have to help them through whatever they're going through, you know. It's, it's, never, it's never going to be fixed, it's 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 a problem that's going to happen forever, mm-hmm. but it, you can nullify it and you can almost like it'll be more concentrated at this point. You know what I mean? I I truly do believe in mental health now. You know, and I've seen that through my parents. I've seen it through me. Like I've seen it through a lot of people. Like you know, my parents have worked every single day of their lives for a very long time. You know, that takes a toll on you mentally. Mm. You you lose your creativity. Sometimes you lose like. You know, like my mom's an incredible artist. You know, whenever I was back in Kansas City, I was asking like why she, you know, she doesn't draw or paint anymore. And she said, you know, she just doesn't have really like any ideas for it. And that's not because, you know, she's she lost her creativity. It's because she doesn't have time to focus on it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I, I think we all just need a chance to just relax and, and pull back just a little bit. Yeah. You know, because mental health doesn't always have to be about depression. No, no. Or anxiety. It can also mm-hmm. just be about, you know, y- your inner self, staying true to your inner self. We all don't want to get up every day, go to a nine to five job, do all this and this and this. You know what I mean? You're going to lose part of yourself in that. People lose part of themselves in work all the time. I even all do the it. Time. Yeah. I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough and like blessed enough to where at least whenever I go to work, I'm, I love what I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that took a long time for me to get that at point. And I've had plenty of jobs that I've hated in my life, like where I never wanted to do it ever again. So I get it. You do lose part of yourself within that, you know. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is taking time to reflect because we don't yes. do it, you know. Absolutely. I've spent, and the reason why I didn't necessarily believe or subscribe to mental health is because I spent so much of my life like training myself and teaching myself how not to think about things and how to be numb and turn a mm-hmm. switch off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not an. Emo- I'm still to this day. I'm not an emotional person. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think crying solves anything. I don't and that's just me and it works for me. I don't think that everybody should be like that. Whatever works for you works for you. Yeah. But I do think that at the very least taking time to understand things can get can can do a lot of work for you. Oh, so much. I, I also don't yeah. like I'm personally not the kind of person to go speak to people about my problems. Mm. I don't do it. I never have, I never will more than likely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who have got gone to therapy and it helps them and that's great but for me i don't think that a stranger is going to help me fix anything if anything like 
if I was to talk to somebody about my problems, I want it to be somebody who has known me since day knows, one, yeah. knows like the intricacies of my life and can like help me put the pieces back together. Mm-hmm. But I would rather, you know, take a minute at my house or whatever and just think. And if I can't solve it that day, I'll solve it tomorrow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's just how it is. And it is a process because like reflection takes time. So because there's like at least in my case, and it's just like there's days I'm like, I fucking like I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, <laughs> right? And then it's like even if you intentionally take the time to reflect, like nothing's gonna come out and you'll be like, Oh, I'm okay now. Right. You know, like it takes like you said, like if you can't necessarily face whatever it is that was like bugging you or whatever, like you have to tackle it a different day. Like yeah. there's times where I'm just like Something you had mentioned about your your mom and how, like, you know, she doesn't have the time to dedicate to her creativity anymore. I feel like, like, everyone's creative, right? But I feel like, kind of like what you said, she, since she doesn't have the time to focus on it and, like, really just step back and yeah. exercise that, it's like a muscle. Like, you have to exercise it, whatever that looks like for you. Like, weirdly enough, like, the social media photography video stuff that, like, we're, like, Ian and I are doing and, like, what we do for business now is it's creative, yes, but it's so systematic at the same time because our process that I I don't have my own personal creativity outside of that. What I consider my creativity is, like, this podcast and getting to have these conversations with people, right? you know, but, like, that's not... I don't know. It's just interesting because it's just like, okay, like I like, you know, this is our first time in the studio in like a month. I know. Yeah. You know, that's, probably, so it's I mean, just that's like, my oh, fault man, probably too. But fine. yeah, yeah. It's you definitely cool. have to like dust off the cobwebs, you know? Yeah. This is like whenever, you know, you are being creative, eventually you're going to have a spark of genius. Exactly. And it's the same thing with like thinking about, you know, ref- taking time to reflect on yourself. Mm-hmm. It'll all make sense eventually, but you just have to start, you know? Exactly. And if you're not ready to do it, don't. It's, 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 it's you, a, you journal, right? Or do you? Um, I write. I don't okay. journal. I, what do you mean by that? Like, do I like write about like every day? Like every day, do I write about yeah. like my day? No, I don't do that. No. Well, when you do write, like, do is that like it's when typically you poetry? Okay. But that is also kind of like my way of expressing things. Mm. It's my way of of. I don't know. It's it's my way of kind of. Tracking your time in a sense, or like yeah, almost yeah, documenting something in a different yeah, form. but but yeah, it's almost about like who I am at that very minute. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't usually go back and reread my poetry. Really? Not really. No. You should do that. I don't really let anybody. I've, there's probably been like five people who've ever read my poetry. I think you, you only know? let me read one thing. Yeah, I have like a lot. I could probably make a book. You probably should. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Self-publish it under a different. Like, it's definitely name. gonna be on a different cool. name, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that whatever helps you get to yeah. where you need to be, just do it. You know, and that's the thing about like, saying everybody's self-medicating. Everybody, nobody wants to think about anything. Mm. And as much as I agree with it, because I have no choice to, I've been there. You know what I mean? I've, I've really been there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not always the right way, even if it feels that way in the moment. But through that, you know what I mean, eventually you get to the road that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It just it's a very intricate topic. It's every it is. there's so many there's people so who are different, many... different environments, yeah. Different personalities. You know what I mean? 
And like you said, like what works for you is not going to necessarily work for somebody else. And that's the problem because I think people try to follow blueprints. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like like a therapist would not work for me. And maybe people are going to therapy. And it works for them. Or it doesn't. But they mm. think that it, they need to go to therapy in order to get better. Mm. Maybe you just need to take some time to yourself. You know? It's hard to be alone and like face yourself though, don't you think? Like I think that's the biggest problem because it's like people don't want to face themselves at the end of the year. That's why they follow blueprints. That's why they want to seek answers first. At for, least for me it'd be much harder you know? to be in a room with somebody telling them anything. You know. I think it'd just be more frustrating because now I have to go back and explain myself. You know what I mean? Like now they have I have to teach somebody who I am. Mm. And that's almost counterproductive. And then, like, I've seen in those, in some shows and movies where the plot line is like, it's not that they're crazy, but then, like, the therapist, like, subscribes them some shit where it doesn't help them. It makes them feel even more crazy, you know? And it, no, it's all numbing, you know? We're all, <sighs> we're all self medicating, really. Yeah. In one way, shape, or form. A lot of people use drugs, a lot of people use sex. You know, a lot. Of, there's a lot of things. Alcohol, social media, dude. Like, even yeah, social like media. I mean, that is food. It like, all ties whatever back. Whatever it yeah. is, everybody has their thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's true. I think when you strip yourself to the bare minimum, it's an extremely hard thing to do. Like, no, nobody's gonna be good at that. You know, at all. Taking everything away from yourself. Mm-hmm. And leaving only you and your thoughts in a room, maybe for two days, three days. Oof. You know. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. I didn't have anything, you know, when I, I lived in Mission Valley like three years ago by myself. I was the only one in the house. I, I didn't leave my room for three days. And I took away, I, I literally put all my computers, all my cell, and my cell phone, and everything, anything that I could do, I put it outside of my room except for one book, and that was Charles Bukowski. I did that for like two, two and a half days, maybe. Wow. Two, three days. Yeah. And it, and it was the most like revealing thing that I could have ever done for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's so like shit for me. That was like one of the most difficult things I ever had to do is working up to that point because you don't want to be left with just you and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Nobody has pleasant thoughts all the time, even yeah. if, you know, even if we have a smile on our face, it's probably something crazy going on in the head eventually, you know? Yeah. That's, it's a hard thing to do, but, you know, that's why they have like these like Vipassana retreats where you go and, you know, you spend three to five days. And a vow of silence type shit, you know, and you know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. literally has been known to drive people crazy. That is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because people aren't used to being with their thoughts. Yeah, that is terrifying. Myself included. I'm not saying like yeah. I like got it all figured out by any yeah, means yeah. at all, but you know, got to start somewhere. You know? True. We're all we're all gonna always be figuring it out. Always. And that's the thing, right? Yeah, that's why like, you got to take it light on people. Mm-hmm. That we're all kind of like seeking for this like final end goal or like reach Z, but then like, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, this is something at least like every single person on this podcast has touched on. And it's like, it's all about the journey and it's all about failing and learning and growing. Yeah. And it's never really been about getting to the success because maybe like what you imagined is not exactly where you get at, right? Success might not even be as good as what you have today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love like what I have here. If I got, if I ever made like you know millions of dollars and became successful, I might lose the organicness of it all. You know what I mean? Being in here and and 
want to say like broke or whatever, but you know, being in here and just like this is like the only place we have to go. You know what I mean today? Like we're not gonna take a trip to Bali, or you know what I mean, or go wherever in the world that we want to. Like I almost like having limitations sometimes. Mm. It's a nice feeling to be like, okay, this is where I'm gonna be today. Let's make the best out of this. If I had a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars or whatever it is, and the world was literally mine, I could do whatever I want. I'm not sure if I'd even want to do anything at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Interesting. I don't know if I would. It just it'd be too much because if I'm in the studio, but I have the option to go to Japan tomorrow for like I don't know whatever people do now, like festival. I don't know, like if I, <laughs> you know whatever, whatever you go into, like yeah, I probably wouldn't be in the studio, and I might miss something. You know, I might miss the magic uh, moment that I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, you know what I mean. What are some of your favorite magic moments? In the studio so far? Mm-hmm. Wow. Some I can't talk about just because, like, the music's not released mm-hmm. yet. Um, others I can. So for – good Lord, I don't even know where to start. Um, start with Apollo's album. Oh, that, my God. Yeah, that was – I'm so excited. Yeah, that was, that was really incredible. And that's the thing, like – Oh, yeah, you're going to have him yes. on soon, right? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that right now? Yeah, next okay. week. I guess pretty much after you. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <laughs> so that was an extremely hectic album. And on the final process, you know, we were recording all the way up until the final mixes were done. And that's really not normal and natural, but we made so many adjustments and corrections. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think we had, we had spent like three months on that album trying to like figure things out and at the very end of it you know we had i had four other engineers in here or three other engineers i'm sorry it was like me elmo justin and one other person and we were all i was so tired that we were all just taking turns on the mixes trying to figure it all out and we had to upload it that night because shout out to apollo for this he knows better but he had um scheduled the release date before the album was even done yep (laughs) and we thought about it that's my brother for life, but like we went without talking for a couple of days. It was a mess, right? Yeah. And we finally like, you know, we're like, all right, let's put everything aside. Let's get this album done. Mm-hmm. So we had spent like two days, two full days in the studio where we didn't leave. And we tightened up the whole entire record by the end of it. You know, we we really pulled it off. Yeah, like on it. some crazy shit. But like that was I don't know if that's necessarily like a magic moment, but it was just like a it's an incredible experience, you know. It was Dude. a it was a huge learning experience for all of us. That was such a dope album. It is such a dope album. Thank you, yeah. And me being there like throughout the process too, literally coming here to the studio with Ian and seeing you either knocked out on the couch and Mm -hmm. like, you know, or whatever was going on at the time, like the process of it and seeing the outcome and being able to listen to it on his birthday. Yeah. When it released and like all this stuff, like it's crazy, right? Yeah, that was beautiful. It was, it was, his and mom like, came in town yeah, for the release. That was yeah, it, such was, an it was amazing. Beautiful. His family, you know, they're they're my family as well. Like, you know, they're incredible people. They take really good care of us. Yeah. What's another one? Um. Probably when Rossi and Twenty Four Hours was here, that was mm. that was huge for me. I had a lot of good, like a a lot of good memories from that. I guess. You know, tell us more. We got to I got to work on Twenty Four Hours album for a song called "The New Guy." Uh, it was with Rossi Rock, 
He's local. Shout out to Rossi Rock. He's mm-hmm. he's incredibly talented. Um, Twenty four hours, and I think Casey Veggies was oh, on the record dope. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took you know these magic moments. Like they're not like anything spectacular, but it's it's just one of those things where like the vibe is perfect. You know, everything's right, and you just go straight to work, and you everybody is almost like in sync, and you're tapped in. You know, mm-hmm. so that was a really cool experience for me. He was like on Facetime with Meek Mill. And like a bunch of like crazy people, Soldier Boy, <laughs> everybody, you know. So I was like, you know, it kind of gave me something to look forward to in my career. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's a huge record. I think it was number 69 on um, top charts of iTunes, something like that, Dude. which is huge. Like that's, you know, I think it, it was right next to like some of the you know most incredible albums of the year. And that was big for me to see that, you know, it kind of gave me affirmation mm-hmm. or confirmation or whatever that, you know, I was on the right track. Um Rob Stone, he's been through here. Like that's, that's he's such an incredible artist. And if you haven't heard of him, you gotta go listen to him, because he though his workflow is in, incredible. There's been a lot of magic moments where like things just work out. You know what I mean with him, the way that he his recording style, he he really takes control. So it's like I don't really have to wear a producer hat or anything. Mm-hmm. I can just strictly you know be an, an engineer and just get the boss, best possible sound that I possibly can and. And, you know, he does the rest, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's good. Um, one of my favorite albums I've worked on this year was Amanda's, Amanda Adams, oh, so her living too. single EP. Yeah. And that was kind of cool because we kept everything in-house. You know, we shot the cover mm-hmm. art right after the album was done in the live room uh, or in the photo room. And we had one song um, on that album called Somebody New. And... Honestly, like, I believe in that record so much. I th- she sold, like, I think, like, 300 copies, like, the first day it released. And that's pretty that's big for, like, incredible. an independent. That's her yeah. first body of work ever. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. And, like, those magic moments where, like, we we were in the room and, um, you know, we were, we had just, like, started working on Somebody New, that, that record that we did. And, like, Summer Walker had reposted her wow. on Instagram. And, like, you know, and, and it was, like, this trickle-down effect where, like, a bunch of crazy shit just started happening all at once. And, like, she ended up, like, getting a lot of buzz from that, really. Mm-hmm. I think there was, like, 100,000 views, like, on the, like in the first, like, day or two on, like, one of the videos. That's and incredible. it was, like, it was another confirmation moment for us because we had just started working on the album. And we had this incredible record that we were working on, which mm-hmm. is doing extremely well now. It's, like, playing on a bunch of different radio stations, everything. Um, and it's her first body of work, you know? So it, it, I think for everybody involved, it's just... It's just these like accolades and stepping stones that we're all trying to reach and we're all trying to get there at the same time and together. And when you see things working out like in your favor and the way that it's supposed to, it's just there's no better feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if we're not exactly where we want to be in this very moment, I don't think anybody that comes in this studio that takes their craft seriously has any doubt in the world that we're not going to be there soon. You know? That's so real. You know what because- I mean? Because... Like when you, it's really hard to tell when people, or like when you're in like that phase of life and you're like, I don't even know where I'm going. But like your momentum, like just like you and everybody else around us, right? Like you guys are working towards something bigger. And you see that, like we all feel that energy. Like Eden and I talk about it all the time and it's, it's kind of like we're all leveling up because it's not like we're sitting around waiting for shit to happen you're making it happen because 
and you're working with people that you fuck with and that you care about. You I have know a what really I mean? strong foundation around me, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Mm-hmm. You know, Ian, Nick, um, Dro, he's been an incredible help to me. Seriously. He makes incredible music too. Yeah. But more importantly, he's like my right hand. You know what I mean? Dro, anytime I need him, to, you know, for anything, he's there. And that's that's huge. Justin, um, you know, he's taking so many sessions out of the studio right now. Like, sometimes it's hard for me to book the studio, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Justin has really, like, stepped up his game this year and just worked incredibly hard. Elmo is another person, like, that, you know, this studio wouldn't be what it is without Elmo for sure. He's such, he's he's one of the most talented engineers I've ever had the, like, pleasure of working alongside of. He's, yeah. I learn from him every single day. Every day. He's on tour right now, and I can't wait till he gets back. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Elmo, get back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just all the people that, I don't even want to, I'm just incredibly blessed, like, to have the people around me that I have. It's insane, you know? Like, I, I never thought that, and it goes back to life rewards, leaps of faith. Everything always goes back to that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't plan for any of that to happen. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know, you, you start something and God or whoever you believe in, whatever you choose to believe in this world, it it, it will work out. They will, it, it'll give, the universe will give you things exactly when you need them. Absolutely. You just have to believe so strongly in whatever you're doing that you know for a fact you can't fail. Mm-hmm. You know, even if one thing doesn't work out, you're not going to fail. That's not failure. It's not. Yeah, failure is is not completing it's something growth. before it's the not, end of your life. Exactly. Like that's what, failure. And I think it's just even having that perspective of like, because that's what people are so afraid of is failure, or like. But what is failure though? Right. Like this, what it's is like, it? Oh man, like what's the worst that could happen? You die. That's the very worst that you starve to death and die. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the very worst that can happen. Right, but people think like. People die every People, day. People, like, for example, like someone who want, like, oh, man, I want to start a studio, but I can't, you know? Well, that, that I yeah, I just don't understand it. Why? Why can't you? You could. Anybody, Any, real, no, like, yeah. realistically, like, That's if you wanted thing, to take though. a crazy path, you could max out three credit cards and open a studio. You're taking a huge financial risk, but you could do it. Mm-hmm. If you actually believe in yourself enough to the point where you think you can make that work, do it. These credit card companies out here, they want you to live in debt. They'll give you, you know, they'll give you a limit of thirty thousand dollars per card. Twenty five, thirty thousand dollars per card. Please don't do that though. Like why? If you actually no, I'm dead serious. If you truly believe in yourself, right? You have two mm-hmm. years, forty eight months, maybe no APR, no interest in two years, right? And if you think that you can genuinely make, you know, thirty thousand dollars per year, you max out sixty thousand dollar credit card or two credit cards. Jesus. But you have to make thirty thousand dollars per year. Yeah. You might miss a couple meals, maybe. You might mm-hmm. not live the way that you want to for those two years. But when it's paid off, that's your business. And it's all profit from there. Okay. Minus the overhead. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can take those financial... Anybody can really take those financial risks. Anybody. You don't need, you know, uh, like a family member to help you out. You don't need a, a, an investor all the time. You, you can do it. It's mm-hmm. gonna be scary as shit. You you might not be sure, but but it's when you when you do these kind of things, the 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 world notices that the universe notices that it's not it's not gonna let you fail. It's gonna keep you afloat, mm-hmm. even if you're not incredibly successful out the gate. You're not gonna lose everything typically. That's true, unless you're doing some shady shit, you know. Mm-hmm. 
You won't. True. I just feel like people are shady, man. Maybe. <laughs> you know? Don't if you're shady, don't max out a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it is what it is. Yeah. You know? There there is, I'm just saying there is ways to get it done. Mm-hmm. It just might not Absolutely. be a traditional way. Your parents tell you might tell you not to do it. Don't fucking listen. Why are we listening to our parents still? You know what I mean? Sure. Like like take the advice that you want, but don't ever let anybody tell you not to do something. Right. Even if you know you're wrong for doing it. It's that's at the, at the end of the day we have to live with ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's you know? true. That's Our, true. Your parents can only get you to a certain point in this world until you start taking accountability for it. You know, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You're not even close to finishing. Your I'm almost are done. You? It was a large. It's just, the smoothie's <laughs> good though. You know, but if 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 I listen to my parents, there's no way I would have ever been done music. I'd have been like a lawyer. Actually, I probably wouldn't even. I don't know what I would have been. If you listen to your parents, yeah, you think my you think every mother wants to hear, "Mom, I want to do music." <laughs> like that's like a parent's nightmare. Yeah, you know, because when you but hear you music, are. you think broke. Like everybody that thinks like, yep, I don't know why that is. There's so much music money in the music industry. I think it just it goes back to like what we talked about in Amina's podcast, even just like educating people. Yeah, people just people don't want to be bothered about learning other mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. aside from like what's just out there by yeah. mass media yeah but nowadays my mom doesn't even want me to move back you know what i mean She's really like, stay out there <laughs> don't come back yeah. oh that's so funny you know so it is what it is yeah what you got going on let's talk about um, you for a minute <laughs> you always do this uh can you say the thing that you you were telling me earlier No, you can't. Nah. Do it. No. Do it. I can't. Coffee and combos exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that um, come one year of like us doing these podcasts, that we'll have something very exciting. IRL. It's not. I don't know. Email me and I'll tell you guys. <laughs> 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 but I'm just excited because. Coffee and Convos. It's a year old, right? Like the platform's older, the but the podcast itself will be a year next month. Old two months. in in June, so I'm planning on doing something pretty fun in June. What you gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just having a really dope event, similar to Unfiltered, maybe not to that big of a scale. In June? Mm-hmm. All right, I can make this one. Are you I haven't made the again? last, like, two. I'm going, uh, no, not in June. I'm leaving in July. Okay, good. July. But, yeah, I feel like kind of just, like, talking about us, like, leveling up, right? Like, you work so hard and you connect with the right people and you know that kind of like what you're saying, like, oh, that just confirmed that you're going on the right track. Like, there's always those, like, instances in your life, no matter how big or small they feel, that you do feel like, like, okay, like, yo, this thing happened and that's leading me to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think at a certain point you can tell a trajectory of where you're going. Right. You know? Like, and even though you don't exactly know where you're going, you just know, like, oh, that's a good thing that happened. Yeah. It's just important not to be disappointed if it doesn't, mm, you know? And very that's, true. you know, just don't rely on it. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, people spending money before they get it. And sometimes you don't get the money kind of thing. You know, just don't rely on what you think is going to happen. And usually things work out, you know? Yeah. Like there's been times when 
you know, I think a couple months ago, like we weren't booked for like three weeks. Like we didn't have anything on the calendar, excuse me, mm. for like three weeks. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, like we don't have any business coming up. Oh shit. And the week that, you know, that, you know, I was like, okay, we need to figure something out. You know, we have three weeks that aren't booked. Like a couple of days later, like we booked, um, we booked the, a two or what, how many weeks? I think it was like a, a 13 day session, you know, 24 <laughs> hour crazy. blocks with Elmo, you know. And then after that, I think he booked like another like two day session. And then, you know, me and Justin were just, we, we got all the clients in here that we needed. Like we were booked almost every day, you know, every single day that month. <clears throat> Same for this month so far. You know, it's not, you know, when you start worrying and you start trying to make things happen, that's a good thing. But don't forget, don't ever forget that, that life, life has your back. I mean, realistically, if you really believe in what you're doing, you're fine. You're you're fine. Mm-hmm. Stick to your core fundamentals and you're fine. That is so true. It's that simple. Absolutely. I mean, I know it sounds far-fetched, but it's really that simple. And it's funny that you say that because, like, there's times where I'm like, fuck, you need to, like, pay my bills in, like, in a few days. And then I'm like, with what money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then literally something happens yeah. and you're just like, well, damn, I'm good. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's that, like, believing in yourself and trusting that, like, dude, like, you're you're not going to fail. Well, and you don't stray from your principles. Exactly. Right? And when you start it here's here's the deal. When you start straying from your principles and you start doing things out of your character that you don't believe in and everything, people around you can tell. Mm. The, you know, the energy that you give out to the world, it it things no, you know, things move in sync. And when you're not in sync or in rhythm with with how things are moving around you, then you're not, you know, you're blocking your blessings. Yeah. You know ooh, what I mean? Blocking your blessings. That's so, like, ooh. That's, that's my new so clothing funny. line, blocking your blessings. Blocking your bl- <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian had said something the other day that was like, because there's been a lot of like, you know, you follow entrepreneurs and stuff like that and they have different practices, whatever. Take whatever works for you. Mm. And I know we had talked about this a long time ago too, that like people are just reiterating the same shit. You're talking about like people like Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and stuff? Yes, and also no. But like, so Ian and I were talking about, <laughs> yes and no, but like Ian said something that, uh, because basically what you put out into the universe is bound to happen, right? Yeah. So he's just like, if you continue saying like, oh, I dream of the day that I'm going to have a Porsche 911. <laughs> I love how you roll your eyes to Ian. That's all he wants. <laughs> like, are you blocking your blessings because you're saying I dream of the day or are are you welcoming it, right? Because it's like there's been – it's like you have to say like at that point like, oh, I own, I drive my own Porsche 911 for you to truly manifest it. You know what I mean? There's been like weird weird I, studies, weird situations, whatever. What was it? Hey, I'm, I'm about to go get a Porsche. Give me like a year. I set real dead like timelines for myself. Ooh, that's very Like I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, if I don't get a go record by the end of 2019, I'm taking a break from music. Mm. And I'm standing by And that's like, it kind of forces yourself into just like putting in more work or whatever, more effort. I wasn't joking. Like if I really don't get a go record. You're going to get a gold record. I don't see why not. Maybe and maybe not though, right? Yeah. But either way, I'm taking like a short hiatus from music Mm. and I'm going to focus somewhere else, you know, on something different. On your poetry? 
Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> On this new venture, you're going to tell yeah, me off air? I, I, I mean, okay. honestly, yeah. And if I get a gold record, maybe I won't do my venture. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm. either way it works, I, I'm going to try and win from it. You know, mm, if I don't get my gold record, if I don't get the accolades I think I deserve by the end of the year, you know. That you know you deserve. No, that I think I deserve. Mm. Maybe I don't, right? Like, there's so many other people who are so incredibly talented in this world, and, you know, everybody deserves everything. But, you know, it boils down to it's because it's not just me touching the music. What mm-hmm. if, you know, it's not the producer's time or the artist's time? You know, it, it, it there's a lot That's of factors true. going into it, right? Yeah. But if I don't process. get my gold record, I do take a short hiatus. I'm still going to try and win because I'm focusing on something different that, mm-hmm. you know, I can gain from. You think you bring up an important point, too, of like pivoting in your career because. Absolutely. You it's have so to. It's so important. You have to. You got to like. And even like, even if your career and your trajectory is just music, you can still pivot, mm-hmm. you know, like for example, like for you, for example, right? Like yeah. I work on music every day, but sometimes you have to take, you know, I'm going to do a podcast today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I have podcast clients to where they come in and they pay me to record podcasts, mm-hmm. but you see an opening in, in whatever industry that you're in, definitely pivot. Exactly. Just because you're an audio engineer doesn't mean, and you like making music all the time doesn't mean that's what you have to do every day. Right. You know, unless that's what you truly just want to do, that's fine. But, you know, there's so many different branches in anybody's industry mm-hmm. that you can go to. Go with what's working now. Exactly. You know? The people who, like, record podcasts now, like, they see the future first. For sure. Like, podcasts are the future mm-hmm. of entertainment, of not, of inform- like, the spread of information, Dude, everything. It's insane. Podcasts are the future. Yeah. And if you caught it early enough, you know, just like the, like the audiobooks and stuff, too, like, I... I don't like recording them very much. I do it because it's really good money, but it's the future. I mean, these are like the-, the That's how people consume media. Yeah, now. and it's the nuances yeah. in our industry that you have to take advantage of, you know? Because eventually, and this is, you know, one of those isn't going to be here anymore. Mm. And you it's like you said, you years, take that risk. Yeah, you think in a hundred, yeah. like 20, maybe, maybe even 20 years, you think podcasts are still going to be a thing? Who fucking knows? I know for a fact they won't be. It's going to be holograms or some crazy shit. Oh, God. Oh, that's going to be weird. <laughs> you're going to stand in like a room with like a hundred a hundred little uh, cameras around you, and then you're just going to pop up on somebody's phone on a live feed. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking weird, dude. I can't. You know, something like that. Yeah. If I know Stradamus, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's just the thing. You always pivot. Always. When somebody goes left, maybe go right or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Find find something new and capitalize on it. And that's just business. Mm-hmm. You know, that's with anything in it. It's true. Be a good business person. And that's what I ultimately want to be. Like, I love working on music. I love owning a studio. But I want to be a business person, like a businessman. I want to I want to be I want to own a bunch of different businesses. What would be you know? like your top five top five? Business ideas. You don't have to be specific. You trying but... to finesse me out of my idea mm-hmm. right now? <laughs> well, no. Just like if you want to be a businessman, like you obviously have an idea of like what you'd be good at selling. Yeah, for sure. It's a business. Um, it's not gonna be like beauty products. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't. Well, be maybe because like you like tea tree oil. <laughs> I'm deleting that. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, definitely, it's like. I know it sounds like corny right now, but I I would like to kind of capitalize on like the health industry. Mm. I think that's a huge I one. I hear that's like literally the next kind of like booming industry for yeah, sure. Yeah, but even that will fizzle out over time. So you have to get in and at kind a, of at the right capitalize. Time. Yeah, and then, you know, 
you have to understand that's trajectory. Like that's not going to last forever. Like working no, out. No, like um, like CBD and you know mm. certain like you know like things that are, are new. Yeah. Not necessarily new, but like the new ideas of of that. You know, like oh wow, CBD itself has had its own roller coaster ride. Absolutely, absolutely. But when you get into the, like those kind of things, I don't want to say too much, but when you because it's part of my idea, but <laughs> <laughs> when you get into those kind of things, like you know. There's a whole untapped market of the new things that you can do with it, mm-hmm. right? Like people aren't infusing it within it. You know what I mean? It's 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 gonna be good. It's gonna be a huge business, I think. Yeah. Of, at least it has potential to be. I would love to be in the cannabis industry just for self and personal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Free product. Um, I think another one that would be like really important to be in would be just manufacturing in general mm. you know i, I like to come up with ideas i have like an incredible idea for an app that i can't really i have one person in dubai that could make it for me like and it wouldn't be like a huge like a ridiculous price i'm just waiting to hear back from him and if that's the case like i would like those are the kind of genres. standard i'm just kidding yeah. no you know what i mean like <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> definitely not we definitely get you know we'd probably get a new location for sure a way bigger one a compound or something mm. Where people could like just spend the night and play video, you know, whatever they wanted to do. They could have rooms in there. But yeah, like, you know, definitely the app market, like technology market, yeah. um, cannabis industry, C B D and manufacturing. Really manufacturing. Yeah, anything with manufacturing involved in it, like you're you're gonna do decent. Mm-hmm. At the very least you'll do decent. Yeah. You know? Or like even the technology that goes into manufacturing, like all those like robots. Very and, true. Like it's it's an incredible like it's so complex, and if you can really swing it, and you can like buy the land that you need to like make these huge manufacturing plants or whatever you need, like you're doing all right, you know. Damn, yeah. Or honestly, just owning property—that's a huge one. Even land, like I would just like to own land and just sit on it for like twenty years. Mm. Could you imagine if you had the capital right now to buy land and just sit on it? Like if you weren't worried about anything, you weren't stressed out, and you had enough money to just buy land mm-hmm. all over the world, you know, and, and there's not going to be enough of it eventually. It's very true. You know, it's very true. Yeah, I would love to buy land in California and the Midwest, and if you could swing it, you know, like certain places on the outskirts of New York, they're eventually going to, ex- you know, what I mean? it's eventually yeah. going to expand. Everything expands because there's more people in the look world. At, look at more San business, Diego. Everything. People are yeah. moving to Chula Vista. <clears throat> I love Chula Vista, seriously. <laughs> you know, but yeah, like just for example, like there's like a huge plot of land that's for sale right next door to me. Yeah, if I could, I you know, if I could afford it, I would buy it. But I can't imagine how much that is. Jesus, you know, it's ridiculous. But no, I feel you. All those things. What yeah. would you? What would you do? Um, one of that. I mean, like obviously the production company right now and expanding that. Yeah. Um, I think. At least one of my biggest ideas is to not only expand it as far as like location wise, but just like the caliber of projects we could be on, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's just like, just like in the small amount of time that we launched Features Past or whatever in the past, what, two months, we've been able to work on pretty big projects already so proud of you guys, by the way thank you so much <laughs> like it's it's kind of crazy so like 
I don't know. It's, it's I get it. Like, who doesn't want to work on huge budgeted projects? You know, like, and not only that, it's just like, dude, like the access and the connections that we've made already, mm-hmm. and that we've like already just made in the past. We just kind of merged the two. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like yeah, we exactly, literally yeah. just like partnered and like expanded our network even further. I think that you had the only thing that you were missing was the company. Essentially, mm-hmm. you had every piece of the puzzle except for the company. Yeah. Because you know, I know you worked as a freelancer as like Alyssa Mobia, mm-hmm. but you weren't solidified in, in you know, one yeah. hub, like, hub that everybody could go through. Exactly. You know, and now you have all the pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. You so, and Ian are the fucking dream. You guys are like, like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Oh, shit. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Thank you. So, and just like under that entity alone, we have like different, like that's the umbrella, right? And like there's like sure. so many different things underneath it. Um, some like something I think that would be really dope because people are like, when are you going to open up a coffee shop, Alyssa? And I'm like, yeah, fucking one day. But like, <laughs> dude, do you know how much money? <laughs> how much would it cost to open up a coffee shop? Um, to be honest, I don't even like it's not going to, it wouldn't take a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. like. 10 15 whatever i don't know I mean, aesthetic wise you'd have but to spend some but just money. for the like profit margins alone and just like all that stuff high, you have to have high volume yeah, yeah that's the thing and i'm just like you know i don't necessarily want that like yeah. and at the least market's for so saturated with especially coffee. here in san yeah. diego and like i love the coffee shops and i fuck with them already like we have these awesome relationships with them but like my goal is to have like a really Dope event, yeah, communal space. Like if you, you know what I'm saying? The coffee, like your muse might become a monster type deal, you know? Yeah. You might just be like, you know what? I hate coffee. <laughs> I yeah. hate conversations. No, <laughs> never. No, no, no. <laughs> never the two. But I think like having a hub where I can do things like this, obviously, right? Like, yeah. And like, dude, how like. There's this one spot in Balboa Park that I really fuck with. It's a museum called the San Diego Art Institute. And not to get it mixed up with yeah. the Art Institute. But, um, I think they went out of business. I think they like went bankrupt. Art Institute? Yeah. Oh, really? Awkward. Super, didn't you go there? Yeah. <laughs> Does it even count anymore? You yeah, I think Argosy's like still. No, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck I it. got what you I have, need out yeah. of it. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> well, that's weird. Um, but what? there's a museum. I'm just saying, like, that's weird that it, they yeah, like, went it bankrupt. Is. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fact aside. So there's a museum called the San Diego Art Institute, and it's a gallery. Um, they have a really cool shop when you walk in, and it's all, like, local vendors who have their stuff there. And then you could pay, like, $5 admission, and then it's this curated gallery that changes every quarter. Oh, it's nice. And it is incredible local artists just they have oh, they're a all local mm-hmm. i believe wow. so or at least like in if not just local but like in tj and mexico and stuff yeah. too so they're all like pretty mm. regional anyway um but like that space is like perfect and i'm like dude can you imagine like the dope events that could be here and like where did um heaven work at she worked at these san diego art museum so the you you've been to Balboa yeah, Park, yeah, for right? Sure. So not the Museum of Man with the tower, but the one next to it. Oh, okay, I've been like there. On the main. Yeah, yeah. When you walk in and like it's like mm-hmm. the front desk, and you can go either way. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I need to go back to Balboa Park. Go on Tuesdays; they're free. 
Tuesdays? Yeah, there's like select free museums. Um, but yeah, and like so expanding the space, um, I would love to be – it would be a concept. I would love to like start my own food product, like not have my own space, yeah, but like create something – whether it's like a collab, like coffee beans or some shit, or like some like really cool snack. I don't know. But like. There's actually, I mean, I think that you have like the general aesthetic to do something like that. Like you're like yeah. very, um, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Your product would just be cool. You know what I mean? Like Thank people you. would want to like Speaking of product, have it. yeah. I would love to create, like we create merch through Coffee and Convos, but to make my own like journal line or something. Like I fuck with journals so much yeah. and like planning to make something like really cool um, would be dope. Yeah, you could be, get super creative with that too, you know? And what else? Um, I can manufacture your journals for oh you. Oh my God, perfect. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. We're going to manufacture journals. <laughs> that's what, oh that's the God. take of this whole podcast. That is, that's, that's the end. So I, I don't really know what they're talking about, but I think they're starting a journal company. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and I don't know. That's all I have on the top of my head. I would love to have like my own. Oh, a travel company? Like travel goods? I don't know. Like Travel goods? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, not like a suitcase, mini razors and, <laughs> and like little bottles of shampoo? <laughs> that's like a great idea. But I think like more like travel like backpacks, you know, like <laughs> Are you gonna help me manufacture travel bags too? <laughs> like a really <laughs> I love traveling. <laughs> I love traveling. <laughs> I want my own backpack. I want my own backpack. <laughs> I mean yeah, we could do or like that. a or like a really dope functional travel backpack slash camera bag. All the other ones that I see are fucking bulky as fuck. Yeah, like no, ugly. I actually agree with that. That if you could like, if you could make like more of like a modern fit style, I just right? don't. I think like a lot of the bags like they don't, they're not cool. Like they're I don't want to wear that tacky shit. Okay, so that's our next plan. Okay, you know what I, mean? I don't want to wear no tacky shit. Yeah, like, like make exactly. something that like looks like something I actually. And it's just wear. like hella big, and yeah. I'm like, dude, okay, I'm not camping. I'm, I'm just not curious. camping. I'm not camping, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just to make some like. Like like you said, sleek, modern, functional, and uh, is that a spider? Oh my god! What? No, I ain't no spider. Okay. Was that a spider? No. Oh, I'm about to say. <laughs> was it? Don't lie. No, it wasn't. Okay. I think it was just like a speck of dust. Because I freeze up when I see spiders. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now you know, you guys. I've been in horrible situations and I wasn't scared. When I see a spider, I I, I can't move. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> There's two things that like I just don't like in this world is spiders and and <laughs> milk with ice in it. <laughs> if I see either one of those things, I freak out. Oh my gosh, milk with ice? Yeah, that's weird because it's like water. Oh, that's gross. People do that. You know that, right? People actually drink milk with ice in it. What's the point when it's already cold and you put it in the fridge? You know what I'm saying? Ah, <sighs> that's weird. Then okay. you got water in your fucking milk. <sighs> I mean, I get it when it's like a latte. And there's what? Like- what? You say what? No, it's not acceptable. Don't. First of all, don't ever drink milk. That shit will kill yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. Mm-mm. Yeah, I only drink oat milk. So. Oat. Oat. Mm-hmm. Oat or coconut milk. You say you drink goat milk or oat. Oat. Okay. Oat. 
I like almond Nuts. milk. That shit fire. I can't do it. Why? It's like nu- it's like weird nutty. Like I love almonds. <laughs> almonds, almonds. I don't know how you say it. Al- almond. 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 Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> We Dude, gotta, this podcast is just like a fucking rant. Yeah, 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 we gotta end this. They're so, gonna, did they smoke? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> what uh, time is it? It's like eight thirty. <laughs> I think it's like a two-hour-long. No, we have to shave some time off of this. <laughs> oh my god, it is two hours. I'm in. Really? Nobody's gonna like listen to this point. Half. Yeah. Nobody will listen to this No point. one will. You, you need to what? cut some shit. You need to edit yeah, that I'm, out. I'm a, yeah, I'll edit a couple of things out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Thank you so much, Ayman, for being here, for also letting me be Thank here. Thank you for having me. I truly <laughs> appreciate it. It was nice to come back and do this. Yeah, seriously. And just revisit everything. Like, obviously, if you guys don't know, Gold Standard Studios is a success. At least Thank in you. my eyes. Thank and you so much. I see all the hard work you've put into it thank you all of the amazing people you've brought in here to work on their projects had fun with it all seriously. and it's just dope to be in the space and be a part of this and of course last two questions yes if you can give any aspiring creatives and entrepreneurs a piece of advice what would it be <clears throat> why didn't you tell me you were gonna ask me the question I asked i'm trying to think everybody. i I would say don't let anything in this world influence you besides your own thoughts. That mm. probably, if you take anything away from this podcast, it'd be that, you mm-hmm. know? Because when you, when you start doing that, you lose a piece of yourself in it. I say take advice, but don't don't take it too seriously. Very true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like, just do what you want to do and don't don't ever do anything other than that. Yeah. It's, and I know it sounds simple, but really. It is simple. That's what I believe in. You know? Yeah. What's the other question? Who would you have coffee and convos with? Probably Amina again. I just love talking to her. She's so smart. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I really seriously, it'd probably be Amina. I like talking to her. No, she she's amazing. We talked about her so much in this podcast already. I know. She's not even here. I know. Seriously. <laughs> she's an incredible person. I know people won't be able to like really keep up with you on the social media <laughs> since we talk so much yeah. about it. Um, but I suppose you can. Stop by and see me if yeah. you want to. You guys want my home address? No, I'm playing. no don't give them <laughs> no, that. Come by Go Santa Studios, seriously. Um, you can find us on Google. And if you're watching, we're located at 7401 Princess View Drive. Sweet D. Sweet D. Sweet D. Sweet D. Anybody is more than welcome anytime, seriously. Please do if you guys are interested in just checking out the space or even interested in recording your own podcast, recording your own music. Anything. Curious to check out what the place looks like. Come by and be creative. It's amazing. Tap in, you know. That's awesome. We'll all be on the same wavelength. It'll be fun. Yes. Good shit. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs)